to the exciting conclusion of our 50th recap episode. Let's jump right back into the action. This should be a fun part. We got to get more negative now. So we are going to get negative. Um, so we're talking about now the, the worst five films that we've, we've seen so far. I know we're going to have a few in common, but I think we might, I don't know how much overlap we'll have. So, and again, so five being the fifth worst one being the absolute worst, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, would you like to start? Uh, and right off the bat, I'm going to tell you right now, funny games didn't crack the list. Oh, you know, I'll tell you right now, Badlands didn't make my list. Oh, excellent. So there you go. But you were considering it, which makes me very sad. No, it made, it made, when I thought about the movies that I didn't necessarily enjoy, it was on that side list. Like Top Gun was on that side list. And then as I went through, I was like, no, no, I, I didn't, I didn't hate these movies. And I, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I dislike these movies quite a bit. Oh yeah, no. I these are the ones that elicited the most irritation God, from we me. Might, we might actually have the same five, just in a different order. Yeah. Okay. Probably. So but what, uh, but just I will say one more final thing about funny games is that as it sits and it percolates, like it, I said it in the episode. It is high art. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't take that away from it. Yeah. Which is why it doesn't crack the list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is your number five? You're gonna be really surprised at this. I'm very excited. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Why would why would I be excited about that? I, I don't know. I that just thought is, it might shock you. That is my number three. Wow. Yeah. You felt that strongly about it. Yeah, you know, I and I think of of all the movies on this list, on my on this five, this is the one I was uh probably most let down by. Yeah, it had the most potential. Because I Spicoli and and the the Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool, like I when when a movie lives in just memorable moments before you see it, it just I was I was excited. I was I was like, and what what are the parts I haven't seen? Well, no, it sets a bar for you in the same way that I found that I was disappointed in certain aspects of something like um, this is Spinal Tap, okay, because of the iconicness of Little Stonehenge and the iconicness of this goes to eleven and yeah. all of that other stuff, and the rest of the film not living up to those moments. Sure, sure, but yeah, I my so. I mean, clearly it's on both of our lists. So that, there you go. I just, it, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't, I, people, I remember being so irritated watching one of the special features on the movie and people praising Sean Penn for his wonderful character work and how he was in character the whole time. And I just, this is like, I mean, Sean Penn gets so much better. I mean, and granted, not everything he's done is gold, but he's done a lot of great performances. And this is, I, I think it's dog shit. I think he is awful in this movie. Yeah, how hard is it to do that, really? To, to be like a surfer bro, dude? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You tell me, man. There's no pizza in here, man. Wow, oh, dude. No, I, 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 I just can't get behind it. And then I think, I think it's ham-fisted attempt at, at taking a serious subject with, um, well, it's irresponsible, not to the degree that we talked about with Elephant, but it is there is an element of irresponsible filmmaking to it. And and I know this movie lives on in any... Like, if you were in high school when this came out, I'm sure maybe this lives on in more esteem with you, but I just don't... I don't think it's worthy of a view. I think it has aged piss poorly, and if you're going to find comedies from the 80s, I could list 10 better than this one, so... And probably in that that sort of high school setting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. You know, trust bad. me, it made me appreciate something like Ferris Bueller a whole lot more because I'm like, at least Ferris Bueller isn't as bad as this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so then, uh, so my five is eight and a half. Wow, that's, that's not, that didn't make your top five. No. Oh, I'm surprised. No, I was I was irritated by it, but I also found. I found some things to appreciate about it. I mean, I, th- I think I think some of your irritation, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, is probably to do with the, the way in which it's made no, and not, the Italian style of filmmaking. No, not, no? Even, not even really. Okay. The more that I, the more that I, I kind of thought about, as I, as I was making my list, right? Because I, I probably had about eight or nine. This is funny. If I remember the podcast right, I think I had a stronger reaction to it than you than you did. Yes. And as I as it sat, it's not that I feel differently. It's this I feel less strongly about it. So so there were there were two reasons why it made ended up making the list and, and at five too. Um, because you're, it, it's it's not a bad. It, it, or what am I trying to say? It's it's got a very a lot of iconic things in it, and I do think that there was a, a good intention behind it. But one of the reasons why it made this list is because. The more I thought about it, it felt like it felt like Fellini was really there was a lot of like 
like a, a lot of young boy like what can I put in this movie um that would make me happy and and like the whole idea of of the the Guido character who I think is really just Fellini in the movie with all the women, all the beautiful women, that that whole point where he's kind of like in charge of them in that in the house, it felt, it just was like, what what fantasy world are you trying to create for yourself? And the more that I thought about it, it felt really self indulgent. The more the more that I think about it, and then the other thing too is of of the movies that kind of made that list of not not my favorites because because like I said, Top Gun was on my side list for this for this, but then I thought about it, I go, you know what though, I would rewatch that. I probably will rewatch that. I mean, honestly, I'm sure I will. Like, I'm sure before I, I see the next Top Gun, I'll probably watch it. It's an easy watch. I don't have to pay attention to it. This is such a this is such a thinker. And like, unlike Stalker, which I think is a great example, it doesn't make me want to re-examine it. I don't. I really don't want to re-examine eight and a half. Well, and, like I said in the podcast, not having a plot in itself is not a plot. Yeah. And of all, because I I've blindly purchased some of these movies criterion beforehand. This is one I didn't and I'm so happy I didn't. So that's that is my 5. Uh what is what is your 4? My number 4 is The Haunting. That is my number 4. Oh, excellent. Look at that. Yay. I wasn't scared. Well, it wasn't that I wasn't scared. I was fucking irritated. Well, there's that too. Like I kept that that voice in Brian is it Brian Cox in adaptation? Yeah. And God fucking help you if you use narration, because I won't. <laughs> well, there I, is too goddamn much of it. If you want to bookend the movie with a little bit, that's fine. But the fact, and oh, she is such a bad actress. I can't, her name wasn't worth remembering. <laughs> that's fair. I It's, yeah, it's one of those movies where she, it was, she was describing all the moments that I think were supposed to be scary. Like, just yeah. let us be in it. Yeah. I, that's all we need. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure I brought up great Gatsby and this like, Gatsby does the same thing. You did. Yes, like you, you did. don't need to tell me how to feel. I can fucking see what's happening. And I still think the bending of the door is really cool. Oh, I, it's I, a great. I love yeah. that. And that's about it. Yeah. Like it's one of those things too. Where it's like, and, and again, I can go back. It wasn't a, a piss poorly made movie. I just wasn't entertained. And it was just, and then all, yeah, all of the VO was just, man, it got to be exhausting. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Is is that's the that's my adjective. That is my my takeaway. Is I just it watching that film made me tired, <laughs> not in like a sleepy way, but just like <laughs> fuck, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Not not much going on. I didn't care. Yeah. And like I would and I would rather watch the Liam Neeson haunting because it's so bad that it's it's funny, but like because this was just uh, okay. All right. Well, it's also made me more interested to do the Netflix series, which we haven't oh, started yet. It's so good. And, uh, well, would you like me to tell you why I haven't started any other series? <laughs> Ian, I, why I, haven't you started any other series? I yet? made episodes into Game of Thrones. There it is. So that's about to consume, what, like 80 hours of my life? I don't know. You'll enjoy the first six seasons. That's what I've been told. I, so the general consensus seems like it's three through five or maybe three through six. That is like, that's the good shit. Oh, I, lo- I I even love the early stuff. I really do. I, I'm enjoying the first season. Yeah. I know Liz was getting a little bit fatigued there in the middle. Like, come on, is something going to happen? And then about episode seven, things kick into high gear. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm totally Daenerys, her story. That's, I'm, I love it. I'm totally into that. There you go. Great, great dynamic between her and Jason Momoa and her sort of becoming finding herself yeah. as a leader as the Khaleesi, Khaleesi. Or whatever. yeah exactly yeah. like yeah. that she is she's fantastic in it yeah yeah I can't wait to see the growth of her character anyway that is a let's oh, get no, off no, that no, no you're great so yeah. so you know my my three is fast time so what is your three the thin blue line <laughs> I, I forgot how much you hated I this movie. I fucking hated that movie so goddamn much. And you remember, of course, my backhanded compliment of, yeah, everybody should see it so that you can see how far we've come in documentary filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hated it. I see. I, And it's it's so funny because that's, yeah, it's one of the uh, movies both inducted into the National Film Registry and with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Crazy. You folks are crazy. I Man, I, I still have such a hard time. It's, I mean, don't get me, it's not in my top 10. But I just find it. I man, that's that is fascinating to me. 
I man, it's it's, it's, it, it's it's at best it's forty minutes of television. Okay, and you but and a lot of it was that you didn't like that they never showed the version with. Yeah, his, his his whole point of trying to get Adams out of prison, they never show a version of the reenactment where the actor playing you know playing the killer doesn't look like him. Yeah. I, okay. I, 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 And the fact that how many times do I have to see that milkshake th- flying through the air? Okay. Okay. <laughs> God damn oh, it. Good, oh, that the milkshake. Re- sure. I get that. But I, I personally love the repetition of it. I, it, I, it, yeah. I love the slight change. And, and you, well, and you talked about his, the, the cop's theatrical death, that little twirl well, that yeah, he does. He did, he did like a pirouette. It was, it was, yeah, yeah it was very much like, it's, uh, we it's got special. The, we got the local theatrical troupe to come and help us shoot the, uh, the reenactments. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, but I lo- and I know you didn't like the no names of the interviewees. I kind of liked that. I I liked the we're just gonna fucking give you this information. I don't know. Well, the the thing is, is that now you get the information out of context because you, I mean, it makes me do a whole lot more work than I should have to in a documentary film. Sure. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's it's lazily made. Okay. So here's here's what I here's what I'd like to do right now. Um. I think we both know what the well, next two are. So yeah, but 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 okay. So we're gonna say that there's we're gonna say that there are the worst six films we've we've covered. Now I'm gonna say number six is eight and a half. I'll say number four is the Thin Blue Line because those are the ones we didn't have in common. So does that? Are, yeah, does that sound fine? Yeah. Okay. Are we trying to make a joint list? Is that well, what? Well, because we have so much in common, I'm gonna say that we can. Yeah. Um, and so Haunting, I think we both had Haunting at four. You had Fast Times at five, and I had it at three. So what? What is? What's three? What's four? I say the haunting, and then Fast Times. So haunting at three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that? Does that sound? That kind of fair to you? Because yep. I think. Yep. I think they're gun to my head. Somebody says you have to rewatch. I would Fast, re-watch Fast Times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what is your two? Quiet Man. It is also the Quiet Man for me. Um, you know. The thing is, is that in The Quiet Man, there's the moment, there is a fucking great piece of film inside that shitty movie, and it's the boxing flashback. That is shot so goddamn well. Well, it's, it's, it it is shot well, and, and... It's great storytelling. Maureen O'Hara is, is great in the movie. Yeah. With the shitty amount that she has to do, and the cinematography is, is good. There are, but the, the things that I hate about this movie are, I hate so strongly. Versus the, the the number one worst film that we've discussed, which is Elephant, which just, I mean, I said on the podcast, there was, there was pretty much nothing I can, I can cling to in that movie. There's nothing I take and go, that was a, that was a good movie. That, that was, that was a well piece of filmmaking. I just can't, I don't. And, and, and the, irres, the irresponsibility of it, it, it really does just, it really grinds my gears it, to quote it should Peter have, Griffin. Yeah. It should have, for all intents and purposes, ended Gus Van Sant's career. Yeah, I, and the fact that it doesn't is... It was, it was lauded. It was, this was this yeah. highly praised movie. Yeah. And I, In the same way that I think Hulk should have ended Ang Lee's career, I'm glad it didn't. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, and I, I think the thing about... the And the thing about Elephant and Quiet Man, both in different ways, is I hate how much these movies were appreciated in their time. Because, I, like... Quiet Man, it won, it won fucking, it won John Ford another goddamn Best Director Oscar. And Elephant won the Palm Door. No, I, I don't want to live in a world where those two things are true. And yet they are. No, the, see, that's where those things don't happen. That's that beautiful parallel universe that I try to project myself to in which Steven Spielberg directed Return of the Jedi instead of E.T. That's that's that beautiful place. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, so that's there you go. I, the worst six films we've there's, discussed. There's the negativity done and over with. So we have eight and a half at six, Thin Blue Line at five, which are probably controversial to us because I like Thin Blue Line, and, I, and not that you liked eight and a half, but those aren't so highly. But the top four for sure: Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Haunting, a Quiet, The Quiet Man, and Elephant are. What What do you think is the most, the hottest hot take of those four? The one that the rest of the film community would would really. You know, to, rattle okay. the so saber I, against to, us with. To to people of a certain age, I would say fast times. 
Because I feel like people like I I listen to other things and it's it's still like one of those like this is the like the dawn of the high school teen comedy movie and I don't know I guess either that or Quiet Man. I was, I was gonna say I, I feel like some people would rail against the haunting being on the list. Yeah. Especially because supposedly it's, a, it's one it, of Martin Scorsese's favorite that's, horror movies. And me, uh, yeah. Well, and I, I get why it's a horror movie. Maybe he, maybe he appreciates the directing of it because there are again, I, I, there are some interesting shots in it, and I, I think it's not that the filmmaking was bad. I just thought it was bland. I just there was not a whole lot going on sucking me into the movie, which, you know, that's kind of important. So, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, negativity aside. We are now talking about the top 10, our favorite movies that we've discussed. And I think we cheated, right? We, we turned it up to 11 for this one, right? Well, I have a list of five honorable mentions, which I'm not, I'm not going to give you the whole list. But there is one in particular of that five, which I will make my number 11 that okay. I was so loath to leave off of okay. the top 10. All right. So do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So the one that I was most loath to leave off the top 10 was A Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. Yeah. It was it Me was too. on it was on and off again. It was my number one first time discovery. I mean, it really yeah. was like yeah yeah. So and I close. think you'll be pleasantly surprised by what beat it out. We'll oh. we'll get there in a okay. minute after okay. we deal with your eleven. So my eleven, um, which again, and this one actually, this one made two of the lists, but it just not high enough to sort of you know what I mean, like my the way I was doing it. Um, and and this is also this is also a shout out to my wife, West Side Story is number 11 which i'm a little surprised didn't make your bottom five if i'm being honest it was really close um but i do i i i i really do like this movie i and I, it's funny because the first time i watched it i hated it i did not like it and years later and, and a little more theater experience and a little more appreciation of film in general i i really did man i like it and i've seen it three times now and i'm sure when sophia gets a little bit older and she can kind of comprehend it we'll watch it again and because it's melissa's favorite movie this will be something that we go back to and i here's i can't say that i wouldn't watch it again i do one want to see a better restoration of it because the version i saw just looked like garbage i okay i know i know it'll probably be a long time before you do that borrow the the, our blu-ray yeah, because yeah. it, it looks good, man. I was really happy with it. And there are a couple of songs that I do... Well, not. There's one song cool that I really boy. dig. Yeah. Real cool. And then the oh, the, so the rumble Yeah, is good. Yeah. That, that was good filmmaking. I know that, and I know there's... The a, sets look great. The costumes I, look great. I know you didn't like them screaming the lines at you or whatever. But I, I really enjoyed it. And and, and I it's not just because Melissa likes it. I'm I am it's like I, I, I wanted to will it onto my top ten, but I, I let the math I let the math really do the work. And I, I didn't wanna I, I was hoping this wasn't gonna come up because I didn't wanna I didn't wanna reopen that wound. She seemed pissed enough at me as it was that now we're just gonna oh we're gonna we, pour salt in that wound. We let you come back into our home, so that's that's oh, that's, 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 that's good. That's that's, that's yeah. an important thing. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so now to the official top ten. Movies we've talked about. Ian, what is your number 10? I, Daniel Blake. We're going to save the conversation because I have that higher on my list. I was going to imagine that you did. Okay. And I imagine that my number 10 is much higher on your list. That would be Alien. Alien is significantly higher on my list. Great. What is your number nine, my good friend? Stalker. Okay. You know, and you know that's not on mine. No. Okay. So let's, so, and I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but what, I mean... It's just, it is so it really just of all the stuff that we've done and again it was going to be number so there you go i daniel blake and stalker i daniel blake was number two on my discovery list stalker was number one yeah, on my okay. discovery list yeah yep. um, and of course i i'd already seen i daniel blake yeah 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 gotcha stalker has just it opened my mind in a, in a way that a movie hasn't opened my mind in a very very long time yeah and it just i got excited about just Russian filmmaking in general, but I got excited about Tarkovsky and wanting to s- find out more about him. And have you have you seen anything else of his yet? Uh, I I own Andrei Rublev. But you haven't watched Liz, it. Liz bought both of those for me. She bought Stalker and Andrei Rublev for me. Criterion's. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure which version of Andrei Rublev to watch first because it's got two. Yeah, I saw that. That's so it's why got, the, it's got the long. Like, the Criterion is more expensive. Yeah. Uh, than the normal Blu-ray because of that. Right, yeah. so it's got the the theatrical three hour and twenty some odd minute, and his director's cut is actually shorter yeah. by a good chunk. 
But yeah, Stalker, I mean, I think I mentioned maybe on a different podcast that when I drive into work, there's I have to cross over this kind of disused railway line, and it's all overgrown, and there are, like, puddles in there that never seem to go away. It's, like, turned into, like, this swampy, harshly, and I look down at it, and I'm like, oh, I get that Stalker feeling. Yeah. Looking down at it, like, where is that going to go? I don't know, just letting my imagination run wild. But I, I'm, I don't advocate a remake at all. Yeah, don't touch it, leave it alone. But Please I am, <laughs> I, I am excited for somebody to to pick up where Tarkovsky left off and explore the world further. Sure, it doesn't have to be a direct sequel, but there's yeah. there's a lot. I mean, you could do a lot with that, and he he didn't use the entire novel. There's still a lot in the book That's apparently true. that he yeah, could yeah, get yeah. into, especially like where the zone comes from mm-hmm. and and further ideas of how. The radiation that's in there is is now percolating through the next generation of children and things like that. I mean, there's a lot with Stalker you could really you could really play with, and that that makes me excited. I would love to take a crack if our writing experiment later this year goes well. Yeah, we could take a crack at something like that. Yeah, well, of course, I, I yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Um. So I think my I think my my number nine is also going to be higher on your list. Uh, stand by me. Again, yeah, it's it's a lot higher. Okay, okay. What is your number eight? My number eight is you're not going to like it all. The Deer Hunter. <laughs> no, dude. I dude. didn't, I, I, and I know you didn't dislike The Deer Hunter. You had yeah. things about it that you, I, I know that you appreciated certain aspects of it. Yeah. But there is, a, obviously, we had the discussion about a length issue and trading more Vietnam stuff for less wedding stuff. And well, yes, yes, I, I do have, I, I definitely have issues with, uh, mostly I would say like just this, the storytelling and, 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 and the, the selection of, of scenes that chosen to stay in the movie. And, and, you know, if we're going to spend so long at the wedding, we can't get a better transition into Vietnam, which yeah, it is, it is rough. And we talked about what needs to happen if you keep all that wedding stuff is you cut straight to them being prisoners. Yeah. You, yes. You, it would, yeah. Because yeah. I, I did, I did like that, but do you, but do you mean cutting all the stuff in the cabin and on going hunting too, or do you mean? No, no, you. you, but you cut, mean, if you're going to Nam, they're prisoners. They're prisoners because yeah, there's a I, moment yeah. where they meet up with De Niro, Which, and De Niro is like in a world of his own and almost doesn't seem to recognize yeah. them, and then yes. they're and then they're yes. captured. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, that's the scene that I would cut and yeah. go straight to being. And that's the thing too prisoners. is is for me the movie it, it, it's it's even though it's so much more than this there's the wedding. Not a big fan of. There's the going to going hunting and, and the stuff with the guys I like. Then the short, weird, I don't understand transition into Nam. And then the rest of the movie. And the going hunting with the guys and everything after that shitty transition, I like. I like a lot. And that's why this movie, this movie didn't even make my side list for bad movies. It's right there in the middle. I don't yearn for a rewatch, but I don't think it's bad. I, I don't at all. Was was your other issue, I think we talked about the ending. You weren't too sold on them singing America the Beautiful. It felt really... Okay, I, I want because I want to save this because I, we'll tell you this now because it's a special episode. We're doing Apocalypse Now very soon. And I'm saving... Part of what I want to talk about is, is Apocalypse Now, Deer Hunter, and Coming Home. Because Coming Home gets at a lot of the, the repercussions of Nam. And I feel like the end of the deer hunter is too kumbaya. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it after the movie we've just seen, if that makes any sense versus I know you haven't seen coming home, the end of coming home, which I fucking love. I love it to pieces. So you're telling me I, I need to see coming home as part of my apocalypse. Now you could, I, I probably should. By Cause the it's going it. to be my recommend for that episode. Okay. Listeners, you already know stuff that we haven't even, we're not even doing yet, but yes. Um, but no, I do not, I do not hate the deer hunter. I, oh, I, think I never assumed you, I never assumed you did. No, but it, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's no, it's I wouldn't say it's controversial. I, and I understand why it's on your list because because the wedding doesn't irritate you as much. And that that cut is a small thing. Like like if if you enjoy the wedding and the that one cut is the one thing you don't like, you can forgive that real easily cuz oh, it's yeah. short cuz yeah. it's really short. Yeah. But if you loathe the wedding, like me, it I it, it was no yeah because you get you get elevated with the the hunting and then you brought get brought back down briefly before you get to go up into the prisoner stuff yeah yeah so yeah but uh, I I can't get over Kazali I am just yes yeah, somebody I am head over heels in love with John Kazali yeah somebody recently I mean this is an unknown knowledge but somebody um on Facebook posted that you know he's 
he's got that perfect five for five, man. Best picture nominated in all the films he was in. Godfather, Godfather 2, Conversation, Dog Day, and The Deer Hunter. That is, I mean, there's, that is, that's batting a thousand. You know, that's, you, you don't get to do that. And he did. And I'm well, sure I'm sure he'd much rather be alive making movies. Well, yeah. But to leave a legacy like that is goddamn impressive. So, yes. R.I.P. John Cazale, you left a legacy behind, my friend. And it's just it's heartbreaking. What else could he have done? You know. What I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. I would have loved to have seen him tackle something as a director. I bet that film, whatever well, he and, chose to direct and how he did it, would have been very, very special. And he's got that 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 Lee Strasberg Meisner you know um uh the 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 actors group he's got that very method uh, uh acting to to his his style that's what he does and i feel like whether as a director or as he continued doing roles i mean and he he's just got such an interesting build i mean he's just a, he's a he's such an interesting character he yeah he there's i mean I, he could yeah he could have had a really i feel like really, maybe he, and he's a, he's an odd looking guy as well i feel like Bush, imagine, Buscemi kind of picked up where Kazali left. And now, Buscemi hasn't made as many good choices. He has dips in his filmography That's as true. well. But as far as the types of characters, I think you could very easily insert uh, Kazali into the character that he plays in Fargo. That, to me, strikes me as that is a character that he could have just fucking knocked out yeah, of the park. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, totally. Um, I hope my number eight is on your list. It's a Wonderful Life. It is not. Oh, oh, there. Okay, well, I finally have one on mine that isn't on yours. Um, yeah, I can't. I couldn't leave this off. And and between and I had a I had a tough time between like this and a matter of life and death. But ultimately, I know I'm gonna watch this more. And and while I'm, I was very charmed and and I, I really really enjoyed a matter of life and death. This one still hits hits my heart. Can I can I play devil's advocate and can I ask the shitty question? Are you gonna you know you're gonna watch it simply because there's an obligation almost to watch it at Christmas? No, because because I feel like there are no, there's no obligation. But people, I know people have their Christmas movies, and this became one of mine. It did. It's I mean this and a Christmas story are are the two that I know I will always watch and Die Hard. Um, well, yeah, yeah, goes without saying. But, and you know, if you feel like staying up late, Die Hard too. That's that's well, I'd rather yeah, whatever. Um, but I just I do this movie. Jimmy Stewart is so good, and when I think about I, I you know to my to my big brother George, the richest man in town. I just it it I don't care if Capra made emotionally manipulative movies. I, I, this one works on me, and I love it. It, and I that's just, that's okay. It's so yeah, it makes me happy. There's no judgment. And I and it's okay. And I, I love that I can get pissed at Uncle Billy. I'm I'm okay with that. I like I like that I can get mad at him and and you know And it's got one of the best romantic scenes of all time in it with the lasso of the oh, moon. With the it, moon? Yeah. It doesn't Ugh. get it doesn't get better than that. I really yeah, So I, I can't I couldn't judge anybody for having this on their their top ten. Yeah. Yep. So what's your number seven, my friend? Rashomon. I can't believe it's not on my list. That is shocking to me. Yeah, I but and as I and and the reason it's it's not on it, and I as I and as I look at my as I look at my list, it it came to because I had you know probably fifteen or sixteen movies. I'm like, Ugh. I imagine it made the initial cut. Oh yeah, it had to. Have. It did. It totally did. And then, but it it came to a, a sort of a a rewatchability, and I just I'm gonna watch these all more. I think, or that that, and some of these. Especially one that's really high up. I have to have a like a it's it's rewatchability, but it's also a strong emotional reaction to it. And I don't I I like the movie a lot, and I will watch it again. But I wouldn't say that like I it didn't like pull me out of my chair for one reason or another. But I do love it. Please say some good things about it because oh, I I just, do love the movie. I'm the cinematography alone. And that I love again. I love that debate. It was who uh, whose idea it was to point the camera at the sun the first time anybody had ever done that, yeah. and neither of them want to take credit for it. They're giving the the humility there yeah. of of Kurosawa and the, his, his DP. yeah, like giving each other the credit for that. I love and I just the idea of what it did for cinema. Without Rashomon, there would be no Twelve Angry Men, and so for that, I owe it 
a huge debt of honor, yeah. I think, because 12 Angry Men is one of the five most important films of my life so far. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and... I, and I, you know, I love how that it, you know the Rashomon effect and, and yeah, like we the real about... the real world legal like you know how over time, you know whether whether we do it intentionally or not, our recollections are not fact and and it kind of comes up in Memento a little bit um, that you know that memories are only so much and they're they're useless if you have the facts and how everybody's version slightly changes and and I yeah it, it's it's great storytelling. It was the first. It was the first Kurosawa I saw. It was one of the films I watched in my intro to film class uh, when I was an undergrad. It was. I, I was blown away by it. I still. Yeah, I definitely I, appreciate the movie. And a my lot. Kurosawa hot take is that I like it more than I like Seven Samurai. I. You know what? I. I, I and do, that's not to say that I don't like Seven Samurai because I do. I, but I do if too. I was making a Kurosawa top five, Rashomon beats Seven Samurai. And that's you know what? That's crazy. Is I I would actually agree. And I love the fight. I love I love Seven Samurai. I think it's a great, it's a really well made movie. It is very long, and in Rashomon is a quick like, it's so good and it's and it's not even ninety minutes. No, right? it's not. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, that's no that's no reason to not like a movie if it's three hours. But it's amazing what he got in to eighty eight. I think it's eighty eight minutes. I want to say I remember that it was. Yeah. Uh, that's just, yeah. It that's speaks incredible. volumes yeah. in in that amount of time. Oh, and yeah. all the oh yeah. man, he's. Why am I blanking on his name? His, Tashiro Mifune? Yeah. yeah. Mifune is just... He knocks it out of the park in that thing. He is so unhinged yeah. in that film. I love it. And I, and I, and I You don't could know. call it bad acting, but I think it, there are a lot... Every, there's a lot of deliberateness in what he's doing in that, and so I wouldn't call it bad, but I can see how somebody just looking at it without further analyzing it can say that, oh, he's he's overdoing it. And, so, I, and I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that's... Now, I, I would say that it seemed like like him in, in him in Rashomon and him in The Seven Samurai feels like the same character. It's very outlandish, very, very sort of brash. Um, but... I also, I mean, it's also the kind of the characters and, and, and who they are. And it'd be different if the movie was chock full of people like that and it's not. The characters, everybody has a different motivation and a different way of, of being and being in the world. And I, I didn't feel that way at all. He just felt like that's who he was. That's the kind of guy that he was. He was a, he was a outlaw, man. He, he didn't have any rules. He did whatever the fuck he wanted to. No. Yeah. So. And the, the, the final version of the fight scene is just where they're. Just yeah, they, where they don't want to fight it's each crappy. other. Scrappy, yeah, yeah they, it's, it's good, tense. Yeah, it's I, still I, one of the best sword fights in film yeah, I told history. You, I think I think my favorite shot when we did it was it starts. Okay, he's getting so animated. He's knocking his mic over. Shit, I did. I, I was when um it starts on her and it backs out and the swords come in and it's it's, yeah. it's, it's the start of the fight. I yeah. fucking love that. It's man. good. Man. It was yeah. So my seven is not on your list because it made your discovery list. My number seven is being there. That's that's great. Um, because it really stayed with me as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it did too. It and 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 again, it's so funny because part of part of the reason that I think you can love a movie so much is is the movie viewing experience. And I I just remember Melissa was so so gung ho about watching this movie with me. She goes, "I want to watch movies for the podcast," and she had a headache. And she I know she didn't know anything about it. She was like, "What is this about? I don't know if I can do this." And then it it's so like her headache was gone. She enjoyed the shit out of it, and and so did I. And I I just I man, I'm not a big Peter Sellers fan necessarily, but oh my god, this performance is is so good. I love this. And, and we talked about when we talked about the movie. Everybody in this movie is on point. I I don't know, man. I didn't think anything was gonna charm me as much as a matter of life and death. And then I saw this one. I was like, well, shit. All yeah. right, I oh, got yeah. I got to give the reins over, and then and then obviously and then on my own I went and watched um, Coming Home, which is another Hal Ashby movie, and man, I, I feel so bad because his career just went down the shithole in the eighties. Man, he ordered to make his kind of movies, and they didn't, and Hollywood didn't want them. And well, you have that's the point where you have the birth of the blockbuster, and that independent spirit was was yeah. kind of lost for a while. But man, I, I I mean, it's so hard. I wanna I wanna be a smart, articulate critic of film in this moment but all i can do is just kind of smile dumbly and be like peter sellers is phenomenal in this movie and i i love all the sort of cheap comedic bits the stuff with the president and his wife i i, I enjoyed the, the the cia and the fbi not being able to find anything about chauncey gardner because that fucking doesn't exist 
I and 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 everything with with uh, Peter Sellers and Shirley MacLaine is just wonderful. And and I and he got nominated and Melvin Douglas won, who's also good. But I can't believe she didn't get nominated. Yeah, I, that is a big, she is big so travesty. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we talked about it, it was a gush fest. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just is so good. Yeah. I just love this movie to pieces. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for the next Criterion sale. I'll definitely be it's, be adding yeah, it. It's so good. It's yeah. such a good restoration. Yeah. All right, we're getting close, man. What's your number six? Requiem for a Dream. Much higher on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my number. So we'll, so we'll save it for yeah. We'll yeah, save it yeah, for when we it, get up there. We, yeah. There's a yes. Yes. So my number six is The Matrix. Okay. Um, that didn't even make my short list. Wow. I mean, I, I love the matrix, Yeah. but I just, I love all these movies more, man. That's yeah. I, I, it was revolutionary. I mean, I mean, I know you're not saying it's not, but it's I, not then, as revolutionary as the one I've got next. Well, well fine, but maybe in a different way, but well, but yeah, the, no, in a totally different the thing way. The thing about the matrix is like, I don't, there really hadn't been an action movie that made you think. And also had some of the best action sequences ever, and that's impressive, man. To be a smart action movie is it's it's a, that's a hard thing. No, I still it it still takes my breath away. The lobby shootout. Oh, it it's, really oh my does. God. It's just, that's yeah, what? How? I mean, how did you pull this off? That's 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 top twenty, maybe top ten. Who knows? But it, that's for me best scenes. I, it's just so good. It's just fantastic. And I, I even love I, Liz. I think when she was watching it with me, she called out kind of how cheesy the Morpheus, Neo, uh, Kung Fu fight was, and I don't. I still love that. I do too. Yeah, he's getting trained, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, again, I, I, I will watch it again and again. It's shot really well. Well, we talked about it. it's one of those things you're, you're channel surfing. You catch it on cable. I defy once you like get, you break that thirty second barrier. I defy you to turn it off. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. It's so good. It's so good, and it makes you think. And 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 it, it, it this this was what kept Keanu relevant. You know what I mean? There would be no John Wick without this. Oh yeah, no, hands so, down. There yeah. you go. There you have it. The Matrix. I love it. Number. It's great. Number six. Number five. Ian, what do you got? Easy Rider. Had to leave it off. Nah. And 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 for no other reason than, again, it it's it didn't. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think, and, and again, I told you, Jack Nicholson pulled me back. Jack Nicholson saved that movie for me. Oh, one hundred percent. And then, and then, and the stuff, and I mean, well, and and in turn, that movie saved Jack Nicholson. So yeah, that's fair. From being, what did he want to be? Uh, he wanted to open his own studio. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just not not enough, not enough happened early on to to grab me. And in a, in a less extreme version, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Deer Hunter, like. Oh no! Trust I, me, the it, the hippie commune sequence. Yeah, I I fair. would very happily chop like three to five. Well, yeah, at least three minutes out of it. Yeah, yeah. But so so it's it's but it's it's your and it's also five. timely. Unfortunately, we lost Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda, dude. That yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago now. Well, as when this episode goes out, yeah, it'll be I, a couple this weeks was, this ago. This was yesterday. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so unfortunate. And it makes me it actually when I when I when I heard about it, I kind of went through his IMDb and I realized I have not seen enough Peter Fonda movies. I know, I know I haven't. Makes me bummed. Yeah. No, I really wanted... The, one of his that has been on my radar for a while is The Trip, the LSD movie he made. Oh, God, I don't even know about that one. Yeah, it looks... It, whoa, it looks out there, man. Very 60s, very counterculture. But I also love that, like, he wasn't so... He wasn't so counterculture that he, he didn't do, like, Boondock Saints 2 and Ghost Rider. Like... He picked some. He picked some weird thanks movies. For, thanks for pulling Boondock Saints two out. I'm just saying. He Jesus some Christ! Weird, shut up. I went to the midnight showing of that downtown Seattle, and I there are very few experiences I've walked out that disappointed. Like that, you know that level of disappointment. Yeah. I don't know why my expectations were so high, but I figured That's a good it, question. I figured it had been long enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, oh fuck! I forgot about that goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <sighs> but easy writer i mean it's good i love it well and i it has it's another one of those movies that is is very formative for me in, yes. in, in my in my movie watching sort of the uh, building my opinions and my taste in film and being a young kid in the uk and seeing those landscapes and being you know that that sense of freedom and that idealism and that gorgeous American landscape. 
Well, and, and I can't believe, I mean, the moments that, that take you by surprise, I mean, it says a lot of important things. I mean, obviously doing the research too, that they shot in the places where they basically weren't welcomed. And, you know, what happens to all three of our leads, Jack Nicholson and Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda, it, it's, I was truly surprised and shocked every time it happened in the movie. And maybe that's yeah, the, more the about The Jack me, Nicholson but, death still, like, it just infuriates yeah, me. It yeah. fucking enrages me. Yeah. And, and his... And, and same with Fonda's, because I remember I, I told you when when the truck turned around, and it's like I think we need to, we need to go back. I'm I stupidly thought oh because they need they they realized that was an accident they need to help. And then when they shoot Peter Fonda, I was I was my jaw was open man I, and again and so yeah like like Easy Rider didn't make my list but not because I didn't want it to the Matrix didn't make your list but not you know but like yeah there's just because a, they're just other films you yeah, love exactly, more or you exactly. have more but of have, an emotional connection to yeah I have all the appreciation for Easy Rider yeah absolutely um so my number five is Doctor Strangelove that is we're getting up there it's higher on my list yeah okay okay so we're getting so okay here we go so uh, my number four was your number ten. I Daniel Blake. Tough movie, man. It is tough, goddamn movie. It is, but it, but because of, you know, it's a movie can be, can can make can kind of can can elicit emotions out of you in in a strong in a in a strong way. But this one, it's a movie doesn't just stop me as much as this one did. And I I mean I I, I love the way that it feels. This is. I mean, this is this is the if, if I was to make a debate on like the style versus substance, right? It'd be like, here's I Daniel Blake, and here's the fifth Transformers movie, right? Like, and those you can't compare them, but like, there's all spectacle, all filler, and then there's like story, and and it's with something to say and character, and, yeah, yeah and, a, and a call to action, and no style, and and I love. That you know that essentially these people were were no name actors. You know that, that there was no big draw to their names. This movie is so important, and 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 I, I mean the, the fact that I can it's it's so short and so unknown. I've seen it three times already, and there are I could like you know the scenes like there are so many good scenes, and it's not just a movie that beats you with all of these emotional moments. Although I mean, goddamn the fucking the the um. The the uh, uh what the food bank moment. I, I mean that that's that is incredible, the realism and the heart that went behind it, the mixing of actors and real people in that scene, and just letting that letting it go. But then there's also the opening the, over the opening vo conversation or not? It's not a, a phone call, but the um the back and forth between Daniel Blake and and the what is she a certified. Uh, she's not a doctor or a nurse. No, she's a health like a, official or yeah, something. Yeah, health healthcare professional yes. kind of. Yeah, I just love you know. It's just it, there are moments of levity in the movie, and it, it it goes. It's it's not a perfect movie. There are very few perfect movies, but this one hit such a uh, a hard. Uh, it just it's it's a. Whew! I'm, it's hard. It's hard to talk about, but this movie is so. And it's got well that great. Made. The graffiti scene, I yeah. hope, I hope is a is a moment that becomes one of those moments when we talk about iconic scenes in films. I hope that enough time will pass and and more people will see it, so we can get to that point where look at this, look at how I icon- yeah. mentioned in the in the the same breath as I don't know. We did Wizard of Oz and talked about iconic moments in that, and I hope yeah. it can one day be mentioned in the same breath as the iconic moments in in beloved films like that and this is and you know this is a great time to you know you know our show is called a thousand and one by one we pick movies out of a thousand and one movies you must see before you die and i would not have heard of this movie if not for this book i'm sure criterion i would have but i would have probably glossed over it and this was in the book and i happened to pick it randomly and i this one of the best random picks of a movie i've ever oh ever chosen 100 percent. and i I was pushing it hard yeah to do i mean I yeah, and I don't know. I don't know that I'll rewatch it a lot, but it had the emotional impact on me. It's that it's not leaving my brain anymore. Well, yeah, it's not. Again, it's another. You don't just throw this thing on. You you have to prepare yourself. All right. So that was that was your number four. We're up to my number four now. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Oh shit! Did I just? Did I went sk- out of order a little bit. Oh, did you skip your number five? No, no, that, no, no, no. My number five was Doctor Strange Love. That's right. But I, I but I think what's your four? Because we've been going that way, but it doesn't matter. Uh, stand by me. 
Okay, so yeah, it was my number four. Gotcha. Which is great, and we'll be re-releasing that episode because it's been uh, it's it's been out of the archive. I was for... gonna save that for the end, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so um, next week instead of a new episode. Uh, I I took off the first episode for a while initially for for space reasons because I didn't because we were new to podcasting I wasn't quite sure how it worked and then I was like you know what we'll save it we'll save it because because we were real early and real new with this and I think it'll be fun you know to have we have a report now we kind of know what we're doing to sort of give you a let's 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 re-release this very old very rough um, first episode back to the world so so yeah. It's not a terrible episode, though. No, I mean, it is no. a bit of a gush fest. But... It's, and it's we're still new to what we're doing. We don't have yeah. a, a true format at that point. I, we were still sharing a mic. Yes, we were. Oh. Yes, we were. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, it's number nine on mine. I mean, you, you said it really well about the, the the way you can reminisce about this movie. The way it's so nostalgic. I mean, you. It, you well, know. it was it was about nostalgia even in the time because it's an '80s movie set in the '50s. Yeah. Right? And, and you know, and the 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 soundtrack basically just like a, a who's who of hits from the fifties, you know, and and it's one of those it's one of those films that I can't if I were to hear those songs outside of the film, those songs would make me think of the movie oh, because absolutely. they're so tied to it in the same way. American Graffiti yeah. is exactly the same for me. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen American Graffiti yet, but you but again, I'm pretty sure you oh, mentioned I that. I'm pretty wait. sure you mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten that you hadn't seen American Graffiti. That's I, I can't wait. I own it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I, fa- I found it pretty cheap, so I, I picked it up. Yeah, I can't wait. You better not slag that movie off, man. It's going to get ugly in here. It's going to get ugly in a Breakfast hey. Club kind of way. Ah, oh, that'll be that'll be a good one, too. So if we're going to be re-releasing that episode, I don't know that we need to dig too deep into Stand By Me. I don't That's know if you true. want to move That's on true. to, to mean, number three. Yeah, let's let's do it. So we're going... You want to go... I'll, I'll go now. We kind of switched order. That's yeah, fine. that's fine. Mix it up. So by admitting that this is my number three... I'm admitting that I have a new favorite Hitchcock movie. Oh, I thought you were going to you know, say that I was right about something or I was trying to, yeah. No, my number okay. three is North by Northwest. Okay. Not on your list. No. Ah, it, it did make, if I had done an honorable mentions, it, it made okay. like the top 15 or 16 or whatever. Yeah, man. I, I, again, as I was looking at the list, you know, I do really like Vertigo a lot. And I, I really like North by Northwest. And I think what it came down to and, and Vertigo is not on my top 10, not because I was trying to keep off, like, only I can only do one Hitchcock or anything, but I'm excited to watch North by Northwest again whenever I can. Oh, it's it's the clear winner of the two for me. And uh, I, I think I, I was being stubborn during the Vertigo episode. I, I think I didn't want to relinquish my number one, but, <laughs> man, I really like North by Northwest. And it's because it's 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 the most fun but also still like it's still a thriller like you know vertigo is very there's no fun to vertigo i don't i don't think there's any fun to vertigo and like something like psycho is so serious it's so it's a, it's a, it's a quote unquote horror movie but north by northwest is the fun it's the thrill it's it's exciting it's witty it's the back and forth between eva marie saint and uh and um uh um, um oh my god why am i blanking Carrie grant thank you no, you hang on every word she says. Oh, but it's just a great. I mean, the 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 sexual innuendo conversation is just great. And of course, Hitchcock's little you know, like in oh, tip the of end. the hat to the censors with yeah. the the train going into the tunnel. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And and this and that was well, it wasn't quite a first time discovery because I I had watched it and then said, dude, can we please do an episode on North by Northwest? So it, it doesn't quite make the list, but this would have been my number one on first time discoveries because it just. I just there are so many things to like about this movie. The cinematography is great. I love the editing and and you know Hitchcock gets he's in the book so much for a reason. I mean he was just a great filmmaker. So there you have it. So I'm okay. We're get, we are getting high up here now. What is what is your number three? So I went back and forth on my number two and my number three for a that I did some soul searching. Okay, my number three is Life of Brian. Not on my list. I, well, I, I, and I figured it wouldn't be, but I also figured that you wouldn't be surprised by that. I fi- no, 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 I'm not. Yeah, and I talked about it being one of those films that transcends its genre and that it's... Well, you know, it's so funny. I was listening to a podcast on the way to record this, and uh, they somehow um, Holy Grail came up in, in terms of this the conversation these two guys were having. And 
and then Life of Brian came up. And I, I think the way that I think about those two movies is exactly what one of them said, which is Life of Brian is a ballsier movie to make, but I I find Holy Grail funnier, personally. And see, I, I don't. I do think I genuinely laugh more in Life of Brian. Right. And that's not to say that Holy Grail isn't a funny movie. Yes, Holy, yes. Holy Grail is a very funny film. Yeah. But there's, it's Life of Brian is a ballsy movie still now. It's still that's if fair. you were to yeah. like you can't try pitching that. Yeah, right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like ballsy in a way that I feel like opened the door for Scorsese to to finally make Last Temptation. Not that he hadn't tried to mount sure other versions but of it. You know what's funny though? In a way though, like this is this is ballsy in a way, and it, it couldn't get made now, but it's still funny now. Unlike something, and these are totally different movies, but unlike A Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I think is aged poorly, and I don't think is very funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, again, not on my list, but it doesn't mean that I didn't And also, I had, a, I had a really big emotional reaction to the final Python uh, reunion. Their, their big show, their 10 shows that they did at the, the London O2, I believe it was 2014. Okay. And, they, of course, they ended with the, the six of them coming. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say the six because Chapman's not with us anymore. But, you know, he was there in spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, the five of them coming out and just doing always look on the bright side of life. It's just like I, I'm not ashamed to admit that I did start crying. Like it really, really got me. That's fair. Dude, I cried when Adam Sandler sang the song to Chris Farley on the documentary. That, that was tough. I mean. Yeah. But I also, I didn't, I didn't grow up with, with Monty Python. I, you know, I didn't find them until – Actually, a little bit later in in my teens, it probably wasn't until I was about sixteen oh, that I, I found oh, that sixteen that's, that's, was sixteen was I think the first time I saw Holy Grail. That's about when I saw it. Okay, yeah. so I was gonna make that. It's not you, like I, but you grew up with the Python. It's not like I grew up with no, the series okay. or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen a chunk of the series since, and I mean the series is is tough. It's I rough. Mean, it's like it's rough. One good episode for every like four. Yeah, so it's about one in four. Yeah, <laughs> which I know is, uh, some Python fans will rail against, but you know I'm right. So, okay. I'm just looking at what I have left. You have to have okay. My number okay. So my number two is a is a one that you had way earlier on. My number two is Requiem for a Dream. Right. Because and this has the same thing of how important like I Daniel Blake is. But I I think the reason this is higher is uh, the filmmaking is just incredible. I actually I watched it a week ago again. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so well made, and I think part of it too is. Well, well, I think the uh, I wish I could remember her name. I wish you could have seen Liz's reaction to me putting it on. By the way, she was, it was one of those. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of the the mom in I Daniel Blake, but she's stunning in the movie. Requiem has four amazing performances, and they're all Oscar worthy. Yeah, they really are. They really all are. That's and one where I'm the, surprised there wasn't a, a, two leads and two supporting noms for yeah, that. Yeah. Um. And and most surprising for Marlon Wayans too, who is just I, he's incredible in it. He is. I think his performance is the most undervalued in it. Probably. Yeah. But I mean, and that the the filmmaking is great, and it's you know. It, no, and that's what I'm talking about. Nobody makes a second film. This well, people have. Yeah, that's but, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Boogie maybe Nights, I shouldn't say that. Pulp you know, Fiction. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do you want to backpedal a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I'll backpedal just a touch. <laughs> But, but still, let me no 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 let me let me get this, let, let me get this out correctly. It doesn't feel like a second film. This feels like a film from a very seasoned filmmaker who yeah. absolutely has like a hitch like a Hitchcock. He one hundred percent had control of his craft in in every regard to what the every facet of what goes into filmmaking. In the same way that I feel like Aronofsky, one hundred percent had a vision that nothing was going to get in the way of. And he, he exacted exactly what he wanted to make. At least I hope, I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but it, it's, do you represent Darren Aronofsky? I, I wish, okay. man. All right. I'm just checking. I mean, I, we might have come to blows over mother a little bit. I can't have, I can't have advised Woof. the making of that. Woof. <laughs> or Noah, the, the last couple. Yeah. It's, it's been a little rough defending Aronofsky and staying an Aronofsky fan lately. Yeah. That's but, fair. Uh, it's, Requiem is is a perfect sophomore sophomoric film, as far as like a second feature. Yeah, when I use the word sophomore. Well, and and you know, Pi is okay. Pi Pi is interesting. It is. It's definitely a first film, yeah, and, and it's it, not. It's rough. I mean, it's a rough. I, I mean, I mean, 
as far as technique. Yes, and, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant, it, yeah. It's not unwatchable. No, 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 not at all. But but it's rough in the way that like following is rough. It's not bad. It's interesting, but like it's see what their next two what their next films were. It's like oh well, and I think with wow. Pi you can kind of see the direction that yeah that Aronofsky wanted to go, and I think there was there's more. And again, Nolan fanboys can go fuck themselves. I think Pi is. Pi is the better of the two, and I think it's the one that shows more promise. I need to, you know what? I I, I haven't seen Pi probably since two thousand and nine, so I, I I can't really speak to that. No. I I disagree with you. Like that's my initial reaction, but I don't. I can't say that with any real. Well, you certainty. you know I'm gonna say it to like poke the bear, poke that Nolan fanboy that's, bear. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Oh yeah, he yeah 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 yeah. He's got the new coming out soon. Um, so what is what is your two? Alien. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my number ten. I mean, I, 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 and I, as I said earlier, I loved our episode on it. I yeah, mean, we had a ton of fun talking about that. Well, of course, it, it opened the door for you to finally see Prometheus and Covenant, yep, which yep. Thank you for being on my side. Oh, on that totally. One. And, and they're and, they're great movies. And now I am excited. We need to wait, but I'm excited for Aliens because that is in the book to kind of talk about all of them because I because I've seen all of them now, you know, and uh, yeah, that that'll be fun. And I I do it. What, what, yeah, what, well, no, I'm going to talk about the, the prequels, and I don't want to do that. Alien, let's talk about Alien, because <laughs> I was going to say, it makes me more excited to hear more about the world, but Alien is just, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a great suspense movie. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, and I love all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and like, oh, the, yeah. the battles to actually get it made, mm-hmm. and then second-guessing Ridley, and, and the And the Daniel Bannon's a fuckface, yeah, but he that's really is. <laughs> and the, the back and forth that he had with Yafet Kodo. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I had known that or, or it's something that I had forgotten because I'd gone through the whole quadrilogy, but I love knowing that yeah. they were like, that, that Yafet liked to push him and that they he would find a different way <laughs> to come into the set, the set yeah. so they wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have to like, great. oh shit, Yafet. Yeah. But, and you were talking about second features. We just, I mean, we literally just talked, just yeah, came yeah, off well, No, that. I backpedaled on that. Well, but, no, yeah. no, but I mean, just second features in general. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean... Man, it's good. Come on. I mean, to be handed a project like that and to be allowed to to run with it, you know, because I mean, I'm sure in the hands of a lesser director or a less visionary director, it just would have been another. I, I think I think visionary nothing. Is, yeah. is, a, is a good there because of his his actual like design. Like I mean, just and we, we talked about the Geiger being the unsung hero. Yeah, like that 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 film lives or dies on on Geiger's and 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 Ridley's vision. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it, yeah, well, and I mean, the choice to cast the the lead as a female and to have her be the survivor. I mean, it's it's all very revolutionary stuff as yeah. far as filmmaking oh, goes. Yeah, it was. And and the way that they had to, he fought for the ending. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's great. I mean, the, the movie, yeah, on and off screen, t- totally. It's it's great to hear. So really quickly, really quickly, um, just so we can put it out there, we both have had. Alien on our list, Standby on our list, Standby Me on our list, I Daniel Blake, Requiem for a Dream. I believe we have the same number one, my friend. I I I I I think I think we have to have the same number one on our list. Well, there's only you know I think you know me well. There's only one thing it could be. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need. Roads oh, is my number one. I figured it would be. It made my honorable mentions. Oh wait, because you had it later. Is your one Strange Love? My number one is Doctor Strange Love. And you don't have Back to the Future on your list. You suck. It probably would have been about number fourteen if oh, I had done a top fifteen. You bastard. And now, ten-year-old Ian would slap me in the face and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Cause 10 year old me was in love with back to the future, like head over heels in love with that film. Like some kid, you know, you go out and you play Cowboys and Indians or you go star Wars fans, you know, people want to be Luke Skywalker or Hanson. Fuck that. I want to be Marty McFly, man. You know how we were talking? I talked earlier. I think, I, I think this was not talking about. I Daniel Blake. I said, it's not a perfect movie. I think Back to the Future is a perfect movie. That is, whew, that's tough. And I realize, I realize that, People can get all up in arms about the fact that Marty's mom kisses him in the car. It they don't make out. Let's not let's not let's not make this creepier than it has to be. It's 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 a whole it's a point in the movie. It's a plot point. 
and they deal with it. And then she kisses him, and she's like, that's weird. I can't do that. If she had, like, stuck her tongue in his throat, was like, yeah, give it to me, Marty, that's probably an issue. I'm glad glad they didn't make that movie. No, this one for me, this is the one where it, it, like, it trumps Requiem, which is the the more gut-punch emotional reaction to just plain, I can rewatch this movie. I could go home and watch it now, and I'd be like, yay, yay, it's back to the future, I love it. See, I feel that way about Doctor Strangelove. Which was, hey, to be fair, was five on my list. I, I love Doctor Strangelove. So for, for Back to the Future, I had uh, a hot take on that one, and I think I said that Crispin Glover's performance was the best one in it. I, I think you're nuts. Yeah. I think you're crazy. I, I mean, it, it is very close. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is, is incredible, and I, I could make the argument for his being the best performance too, but there's something, Crispin Glover is just, just weird enough. But see, but see, the reason I want to fight that is because he's a weird guy. Just and, in general, yeah. I, yes, and I think... He happened to have a role that fit it. Yeah. But but no, I, I can't. I can't. No, I can't. That'd be like saying like somebody who's like, like the rock is good and whatever because he's playing like he's playing the rock. Like it's not, you know. It, oh, actually, no. I think a, a good example is, is Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness because I'm sorry. You get to act with your son and pretend that your son, like they could take him away. That's not really acting. The, the only thing that I, I use as a caveat against that is the the different ages that he has to play. You know what I mean? And I, you can see traces of, you know, when you see him as an old man and then you see him as a younger man in high school, you can see, it's really easy to see the transition. You're like, you, you don't disbelieve that, oh yeah, this this young guy is going to grow up to be that geek. That's, Back to that's, the Future is my number one and you're trying to convince me that Crispin Glover is the best performance in the movie. Get the fuck, okay, so, okay, whatever. Back to the Future is my number one. Let's talk about Dr. Strangelove. It's just awesome will and you, hilarious. Will you, keep and, your, will you keep your bodily fluids to yourself? Uh, your no. precious bodily fluids? My precious fluids? bodily fluids? No, of course I am because I don't want to get fluoride in them. I will say that the, the first time I watched this movie, I, I was way too young and I didn't get it. I didn't like it. And then I watched it a second time when I was in grad school. And I was like, oh. For the longest I, time, it was my favorite Kubrick. See, I don't know, oh, man. Oh, well, you know what's so funny? Somebody, I was listening to something recently and they, they strongly recommended The Killing. And... I haven't seen... That's solid. That is the beginning of... The, that is the true beginning of seeing what where Kubrick would go. Whenever we get to the next one, I, I need to try to watch... I want to watch... I want to watch the ones I haven't. Because yeah. I'd love to do a fun, like a definitive thousand and one by one ranking of Kubrick's movies. So the, it's, I'm assuming it's just the early ones you haven't seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything, everything post... What... Uh, What's, what's earlier? Lolita? Uh, Lolita. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have the... I have a, the so have you seen Pass of Glory, right? No. Okay. Yeah. So there you go then. So it was Pass of Glory, Spartacus. You must have seen Spartacus. Yes. Okay. So there you go. So you haven't seen... Like, that was like his Hollywood movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like his one that he did Although as heard, a director yeah, heard, actually, for I've heard, hire. I've heard Pass of Glory is really good too. I know. I need, Pass I know, of Glory I know about, is spectacular. I know about that, Spartacus. That's the... Uh, Pass of Glory is the first masterpiece. Yeah. In a very long road of masterpieces. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, there you have it, man. Those are our do we, top... Do we want to go down the list, just rapid fire, sure. yours and mine, just to, as a recap, the yeah. recap? Yeah, go ahead, man. You want, to, you, start, you want to start with your 11? Yeah. Um, Matter of Life and Death. West Side Story. I, Daniel Blake. Alien. Stalker. Stand By Me. The Deer Hunter. It's a Wonderful Life. Rashomon. Being There. Requiem for a Dream. The Matrix. Easy Rider. Dr. Strangelove. Stand By Me. I, Daniel Blake. Life of Brian. North by Northwest. Alien. Requiem for a Dream. Doctor Strangelove. Back to the Future. Um, and I'll, I'll get nerdy and I'll, I'll maybe average some of these out and ones we have in common and stuff. But I, I would say that um, just by looking at this, I, I think uh, Doctor Strangelove is our cumulative highest one on, on the list. One in five. But we, 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 you know, we had uh, Strangelove in common. We had Requiem in common. We had Alien in common. I, Daniel Blake. And Stand By Me. That's good. I think it's half. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That makes that makes. But sense. we're also, but we're also, you know, we're differing. You know, our our the movies that we did that didn't make our list. You know, it, it would have been different if like I had Thin Blue Mine on my list, which you're very much not a fan of, right? Yeah. But the ones that didn't make them, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, it's kind of amazing that we didn't have more stinkers on here that we just were like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I, I you know, but it was this. <laughs> It made me think into the future, like, if, when we get to 100, it'd be like, fuck, man. 
doing this again, that's going to get tough. Yeah, it's, it's going to get, get real yeah, tough. Yeah. And considering considering what we're starting our quote-unquote season 2 with. Yeah. Right? And even, that that's going to shake up the whole goddamn thing. And then even and even, you know, things that we've been talking about. I mean, I we don't have nothing specific, but we haven't done a Scorsese yet. Yeah. We haven't touched Tarantino yet. This 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 is gonna get a little uh, a little tricky. No, well, we've got to do a John Hughes one. We've got to have a deliberately combative episode. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, Which I feel like it might get a little combative in episode two of season two. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but no, no that's I, that's not gonna get combative. Because I no, because I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to the grave fighting for that one. Um, so, anyways, this. So, just so you know, again, as as we as you hear Ian and I talk about the podcast, this might be a two parter because we're going on two hours. So we might break this into two episodes. Uh, just just so you know. Uh, but whenever you're done listening to our recap episode or episodes. Uh, next, the next week is going to be us re-releasing Stand By Me, and then we're going to take a little break so we can prep for season two of our of our um, of our podcast. And also, depending on when this is all released, we're really close to a year of doing this as well. We are right. It was in September of last year that we released our first episode. So, um, to those of you uh, either listening for the first time or sticking with us for fifty episodes, uh, we thank you. You know, you know. We really do this because we're just we're friends from high school who love talking about movies. Um and we're going to keep doing it. We'd love your support and you can do that. I mean in in the simplest of ways. Um you can find us on so Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic. Easy things that you can do are just to like it, rate us, review us. Um follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook page. You can review us on Facebook too. Um, you can support us on Patreon. We have different tiers for different things. Um, if you want to help suggest an episode, there's a tier for that. If you want to meet with us, there's a tier for that. If you want to recommend a recommend, there's a there's a tier for that. Um, there's also a tier where we will start uh, recording special things that are only for the Patreons, but we, we're not going to do that until we get people at that tier. So if you want to hear things that we can't talk about because they're not involved with the book, that's there too. Um, Ian, any any sort of thoughts as we kind of we're at the end of our first season of doing this this podcast? No, I'm just excited to to keep going and excited for any kind of support that we might get to to help us do that. So you know, thank you for listening. Exactly, and thank you very much. Um, and until we meet again in season two, I am Adam and I am Ian, and we will see you when we see you. <laughs> <laughs>